Blessed be thou, Lord God of Israel, our Father forever and ever. Thine, O Lord, is the greatness and the power and the glory and the victory and the majesty for all that is in heaven and in the earth is thine. Thine is the kingdom, O Lord, and thou art exalted as head above all. Both riches and honor come of thee, and thou reignest over all, and in thine hand it is power and might, and in thine hand it is to make great and to give strength unto all. Now therefore, our God, we thank thee and praise thy glorious name. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Welcome again, beloved saints. Welcome to today's message. And the topic for today's message is infliction of sin. But before we get into this powerful message, let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for another day. We thank you for your loving kindness and your tender mercies, Lord. We thank you for another day, Lord, to call upon your name, to read your words, my Father. As long as we have breath in our lungs, Lord God, as long as there is life in our bodies, Jesus, we will praise your name. We know that when when we die, my Father, we cannot praise you. So as long as we are here on this earth, my Jesus, as long as your breath is running in our lungs, my Father, and there's life in our bodies, we will praise your name. Glory, we will praise your name. We will shout your name, Lord God. And so, my Father, as we're about to get into this message, I pray that you take control. I pray that you put your anointing over this message, my Father. I pray that your word will go out with force and power, my Father, to achieve what it is that you want to achieve in this hour. My God, your words won't return unto you, but they will achieve what it is that you have sent them out to do. Glory to your mighty name, Jesus. Let open the ears of your children. Open the hearts of your children. Give them understanding, my Jesus. Bless them with discernment, my Father, that they may welcome this word with gladness in their hearts. Let your will be done. Glorify your own name. We come against every distraction of the enemy, my Father. We come against every plan, every stumbling block that will go forth with this that will go forth to stop this message. We break down every tower that will block this message from going out, my Jesus. We come against every distraction in your mighty name. And we send forth your word with power and with fire. In your mighty name we pray. Amen. Okay, so today's topic is infliction of sin, right? And the definition of infliction is to lay on, to throw or send on, to apply as to inflict pain or disgrace, to inflict pain on an, on an offender. So, so the reason why I give the definition of infliction, you know, most times in my messages, I normally give the definition. So that is the foundation in which I build the message. Once there's the definition, it is easy for me to build, you know, the, 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 the message because the definition normally is the foundation in which I build the messages. Okay, so we have covered the definition of infliction already and we say it is to lay on to send 
to apply to inflict pain or disgrace on an offender. So each time throughout the Bible where the word infliction of sin occurred or the word infliction occurred is through disobedience. So through disobedience we commit sins and the penalty of sins is judgment by God in which he send or apply more sins on those who have transgressed. So sin multiplies more sin, right? It causes sorrow, grief, and disgrace to those who are slaves to it. Each time God inflicts sin on the children of Israel is through disobedience and rebelliousness. So let us look at some Bible verses where God has inflicted severe pain or punishment to them. I hope you have your Bible, saints of God. You should have your Bible. All right, let's go to Exodus 15, verse 26. All right, Exodus 15, verse 26. And the Bible reads, and said, If thou wilt diligently hearken to the voice of the Lord thy God, and will do that which is right in his sight, and will give ear to his commandments, and keep all his statutes, I will put none of these diseases upon thee which I have brought upon the Egyptians, for I am the Lord which healeth thee. So brought is the word inflicted. I will not in the Lord said he will not inflict any of the the diseases that he sent on the um on the on the egypt on the egyptians now when the lord says this you know he 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 says the bible says if you will hearken diligently unto the voice of the lord right to keep his commandments and to keep all his statutes it means that you are obedient to god and you don't go out in sin so when you leave from the the commandments of god when you leave from his commandments and his statutes and you disobey you become rebellious right that is sin saints of god and so the lord will put more sins on you he will inflict you with sin because of your disobedience all right so let's look at another one exodus 32 verse 35 and you should follow me in your bibles you saints of god you need to have your bibles don't just take my word for it you should be reading along with me right exodus 32 verse 35 and the bible says and the lord plagued the people because they made the calf which aaron made right so the lord plagued them the lord sent plagues upon them he inflict wounds upon them boils he inflict sores all those things of punishment because they disobeyed him and they made a golden calf they they break his commandments by saying that thou shalt have no other gods before me and they created a, a golden calf and they went and worship it so they break the lord's commandments they committed a sin by breaking the lord commandments and so the lord had more sin to them and he had plagues to them to torment them to inflict pain upon them all right the next one is Deuteronomy 29 verse 22 Exodus Deuteronomy 29 verse 22 
all right deuteronomy 29 and verse 22 all right let's see um so the generation to come of your children that shall rise up after you and the stranger that shall come from a far land shall say when they see the plagues of that land and the sickness which the lord had laid upon him all right so if and the lord 21 and the lord shall separate him unto evil out of all the tribes of Israel according to all the curses of the covenant that are written in this book of the law so anyone who had broken the law you know the Lord sent plagues he sent punishment unto them so infliction of sin is pain and torment plagues disasters infirmities madness of the mind and even death once you give in to the desires of your heart which entices you to commit sin the desires of your heart saints of God entices you to commit sin yes and when you make yourselves open legally to receive infliction of sin so when you your the desires of your heart entices you to commit sin you make yourselves open to receive the infliction of sin because of your disobedience all right so let us look at the 10 plagues of Egypt right so we know that the the the, the Egyptians Pharaoh he held on to God's chosen people and when Moses and Haran went down there he told them God said let my people go and Pharaoh wouldn't let, let, let God's people go. He held on to them because his heart was hardened. And so he was disobedient and rebellious to the Most High God. And God said, all right, if you don't want to let my people go, if your heart is hardened and you don't want to eat or take, take my words, I will send plagues upon you, right? And so look, let, let us look at the plagues, the 10 plagues that happened. All right, the first one is water turning into blood. Can you imagine that sense of God? When all the water in the land turned into blood, how could anyone drink any water? How could anyone cook or, you know, shower and all those things? So that is um, punishment, right? You can drink, you can cook, you can bathe. Everything turns into blood. Every water system has been transformed into blood because of disobedience, right? So the infliction of sin is that they, the Pharaoh, the leader of the country, hardened his heart towards God, and because that, the whole of Egypt had to go through that punishment of all their water turning into blood, right? Look at, just imagine what they were going through at that time, yet they didn't take heed because they were rebellious and their hearts were hardened all right um frogs frogs came imagine frogs they were everywhere saints of god even in the bedrooms everywhere can you imagine these things jumping all over they're in they're in your 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 your, your bed they're in your 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 whatever they're in your house all these things are punishment look how it when when you see one frog look how the, the 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 feeling that comes over your body especially and to think of seeing millions of them 
wow that is punishment in itself lies and you know lies there's small things tiny things you can't see them but they bite a lot saints of god and these things were everywhere imagine the people were in torment because these things were biting them even the animals right even the animals they had them all over their their bodies the the animals of the egyptians they had them everywhere in your food in your water in your bed in your ear in your eyes <laughs> all over so these are plagues punishment by god and these things are not nice it is not nice to receive punishment from god so it is always wise for us to walk in his commandments okay the next one is flies oh my lord flies everywhere everywhere there's flies in your food right all over your body just touching everything and we can you just think of a minute how it just try to picture yourself in that oh 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 evil it feels all flies everywhere flies everywhere wow that is that is you know so it is always wise to live and walk in the commandments of God livestock pestilence so all their livestock died they got sick and died and we know back in the days you know they lived off their livestock right and so all their livestock died boils they had boils all over their body right all over their body painful boils inflammated boils they had all over filled with inflammation they have all over their bodies can you imagine how could they sleep they couldn't sleep they couldn't eat everything was just it was just painful ails the lord sent ails right um um ails fall from from the heavens it destroyed their houses break down their plants it killed their livestock all sorts of things happened right sense of god locust locust they came and eat every green thing every herb <laughs> they didn't have anything to eat or for their animals to eat right and darkness darkness came as well right in the middle day they had darkness they couldn't see and the last one was the killing of the firstborn so that is all the the plagues that the lord sent unto them because they would not release his people right all these plagues are simply to cause pain disgrace upon the offenders the egyptians only the egyptians were liable to this punishment the children of israel did not feel the wrath of god this was the 10 plagues of israel the 10 plagues of um um that happened in egypt was the wrath of god sins of god it, it, it didn't touch the children of israel it did not right nothing that that occurred here right the 10 plagues it did not touch not one of the, the children of israel because they were covered by the lord right so the children of israel did not feel the wrath of god because the infliction of sin caused in this circumstance is the wrath of god those who are outside of christ who don't have the blood of the lamb over their doorposts are subjected to the infliction of sin to be punished by god right so remember even the last one which is the 
the the killing of the firstborn the lord told them that they should apply the blood of the lamb on their doorpost so that when he sent the destructor right when he sent the angel of death when it passes over he will see the blood and he will leave them so not one of the firstborn of the children of Israel died but all the Egyptians died now this is showing us that when we apply the blood of the lamb in our lives in our homes all over saints of God when destruction come it has to pass over because we are sheltered by God we are under his, his umbrella right so in John 5 verse 2 let us look at John 5 verse 2 verse 12 sorry John 5 verse 12 it speaks of a man who was um bound by an infirmity for 38 years right and he was bound with an infliction of sin let us see all right so i'm not going to read all of it because in because we we don't have much time so the lord saw this man and the lord said unto him will thou be made whole and no will thou be made whole i'm sorry the impotent man answered him sir i have no man when the water is troubled to put me into the pool but while i am coming another step it down before me so jesus says rise take up thy bed and walk immediately the man was made whole all right so the lord left the temple because he he had to rebuke the 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 pharisees because he healed the man on the sabbath they had to rebuke them because they, they they said that he should not perform miracles on the sabbath day so the lord left after that he went and find him in the temple and he said behold thou art made whole sin no more lest the worst thing come unto thee so the lord is telling him that he should not sin anymore because that 38 years of him being bound that infirmity that bound him was an infliction of sin was a a a, a sin had it unto him because it was a punishment from sin that caused him to be bound for 38 years so the lord said unto him sin no more the lord has made you whole sin no more lest a worse thing come upon you so here the lord is showing us that when we sin we are we are we are um liable for worse things to happen to us that's why he tells this man go and sin no more leaving with the others he said go and sin no more he's telling us that we don't willfully have to sin we are all sinners but when we live in a lifestyle of sin we willfully sin right we when we willfully sin sense of god we make up our minds to be rebellious to be disobedient to god but we are sinners by nature but when we are rebellious and disobedient we sin even when we know it is wrong and so the lord when he says sin no more that's what he means go and sin no more live a life but don't be bound by sin don't live in sin don't willfully sin right don't do it because you like it if you know drinking is wrong and you drunk when you drunk it is wrong to drink and and be drunk and you willfully drink a bottle or two and you get drunk that is willful 
sinning. You're, you're doing it because you want to do it. You're being rebellious. So the Lord told him that go and sin no more, lest the worst thing happen. So when that happens, saints of God, when we sin, notice those who are in the world, they have all sorts of problems because of the infliction of sin, right? So another thing that I want to tell you is that Satan can also inflict punishment caused by sin. So when the devil entices you to sin and you give heed and you sin, he now has legal rights to inflict more sin upon you, more punishment upon you. He sent his tormentors to torment you because you failed. It, has, it is as simple as that. So it entices you to sin. You give in to that enticement and you sin. Now when you sin, you open a door for him to add more sins to you. So that one lie had to more lie. That lie had to cheat in. That, 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 that cheating had to murder, right? And that murder had to something else, and that's how it is. And so he sent his demons now to torment you, to punish you, because look, you're a killer, right? You're a liar. And so he punished you, and then he might send even source to your body. That's how it is, saints of God. So when we sin, we glorify the devil with our rebelliousness and so we then give him the legal rights to inflict pain and torment in our lives when we are rebellious to god he gives us over to the tormentor to inflict pain infirmities men mental illnesses chronic pain and all these are a result of sin remember god gave job God gave Satan legal rights to inflict sin, to inflict pain on Job, right? Satan had rights, legal rights by God to inflict pain upon Job, okay? Not sin, pain upon Job. But if you look at these things, saints of God, all these plagues are a reason for sin all these things are sin if you look at them because they, the, the 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 moment that you are outside of the umbrella of christ you are legally hoping for the devil and so he inflict whatever it is that he wants on you now satan couldn't touch job unless god gave him the go-ahead listen to this Satan could not touch Job unless God gave him the go-ahead because he was a righteous man. He feared God and so sin could not multiply in his life. Alright? He was not sinning. Yes, he is a sinner, but he wasn't sinning. He was a righteous man. And so sin could not multiply in his life because he was righteous. He lived a righteous life. Glory to God. When we live a righteous life, we don't run to sin. So when the Lord tell that man, go and sin no more, he was telling him, go and live a righteous life right so job was a righteous man he was living a righteous life he feared god so sin couldn't multiply it is like a germ or something sin is like a germ and so when it when it reaches the cer a certain temperature a certain heat it starts to multiply that's how sin his sense of god don't believe that one person on this earth can walk and just commit one sin no sin multiplies it breeds up 
And so before you know it, you're infected. The whole thing, your whole body is inf infected. Your whole life is a mess. And so because Job feared God, sin could not multiply in his life. And so there was no infliction of sin caused by disobedience or rebelliousness. There was, you know the story of Job. There was an edge of protection around him, right? That God had to remove in order for pain and punishment to enter into his life, right? God had to remove the edge of protection around Job and his family and his livestock and his possessions, right? So God asked Satan, have you noticed my, my servant Job? Satan replied, yes, I've noticed him. And, and, and <laughs> they were having a conversation. But Satan said, how can I touch him if you, if you have a hedge around him? Glory to God. So when we are children of God, there is an edge of protection around us. So God had to remove the hedge in order for pain and punishment to enter into his life. And he's... So I want to ask you, is there an edge of protection around you, saints of God? Is there an edge that keeps you from the infliction of sin? For there to be a hedge around you, you have to be living under the shelter of Christ. He is our hedge of protection. We have his blood mark upon our foreheads and doorposts, so nothing outside of the will of God can harm us. So when God removed the edge of protection around Job, Satan had legal rights to harm him. But the Lord said, spare his life. And so every plague that you can think of in your mind happened to Job. Happened to Job. And yet he remained a faithful man. He did not disobey. He did not become rebellious. He still praised God through his sufferings. And in the end, God blessed him twice as much with all that he had. Right? So just as how there were plagues in Egypt, this is the last phase I'm going on now. Because they disobeyed God and held on to his chosen people, God sent plagues upon them because of their sins of disobedience and rebellion. Also, as we are living in the last days, those who disobey the warnings of the prophetic book of revelations and receive the mark of the beast, the number of his name, and worship his image, these people will drink of the wrath of God that is poured out without mixture, and God will send disastrous punishment to these people who are rebellious to his words. So the seven last plagues are coming against saints of God. And this is for everyone who will take the mark of the beast. Who will worship the image. Right? The Lord has seven last plagues for this generation. Yes, we are this generation. So Revelation 6 verse 2. I'm telling you this message is so good. Thank you Lord. Revelation 6 verse 2, it speaks about the, 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 the vial, right? And there fell a noisome and grievous sore upon the men which had 
taken the mark of the beast and upon them which had worshipped his image right so the seven last plagues are painful sores the sea became blood rivers and springs of um of water turn into blood the sun will become hot as to scorch men with fire there this um there this punishment will bring darkness and sores right the U, the euphrates river will dry up and a great earthquake will happen all right so it says and the fourth angel poured out is vile upon the sun and power was given unto him to scorch men with fire now if you want to read the plagues here you can go to revelation 16 and it speaks of um everything that that has that will happen so with all the infliction of sin no one could repent all throughout this last plague saints of god no one could repent and turn from their sins just as how they in egypt they endured the plagues with their hearts still hardened they could not repent else they would be saved they would not let the people go even when they had given in and let god's people go say um pharaoh and his army still went after them right and so even after those severe punishment pharaoh end up drowning with his army because he still run after those after god's people so will the people who take the mark of the beast they will endure the seven last plague and then take their eternal place in the lake that burns night and day for eternity so they will not be able to repent because taking the mark of the beast is an unforgivable sin sins of god God won't forgive you if you take it. I hear people saying that you will ask for forgiveness. No, there are sins that you can do that God won't forgive you for. Not in this world or the next. You need to know these things. It's not every God is merciful until the time of mercy runs out. And then there's swift punishment. We must be able to understand the word of God and of God and be obedient right so there these will be the seven last plagues on the earth that the lord will use to judge the world in spite of these truly apocalyptic arrows mankind will continue to reject god they will refuse to worship or obey the almighty the eternal sovereign god these people will be unable to repent they have committed the unforgivable sin and they are no longer a part of God. They rejected God and so God has rejected them. Constant sin will only lead to disobedience, then rebellion, then rejection of God, and in turn, God will reject them. That's how it is, saints of God. They reject God and God rejected them they took something that god warned about right the lord tells us that if we follow his words he likened us unto a wise man that built his house upon a rock we went through this message this week so when we follow the word of god he likens us unto a wise man when we disobey we are foolish we are like people who build a house at at the at the seashore with sand right so when the when the when the waves come it just beat down that 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 building so we need to know 
what? There are consequences of your sins. Don't believe that you can sin and don't face consequence. You will. Infliction of sin is the consequence for your sins. So sins are added. Sins are multiplied. Right? Punishment is given to those who sin. Right? Look at Adam and Eve in the garden. Before they sinned, they had all the wonderful things in paradise. They didn't have to work. They didn't have to, to, to toil, to eat. Everything was provided. They were covered under the shelter of God. And the moment, the moment they sinned, infliction of sin happened. What? They, had, they realized that they were naked. Whoa. They realized that they were naked. Right? They are children. God threw them from the garden. He told them that the, the ground is cursed. They had to toil to heat now. When they would just heat from anything that they had to work. Right? They had children. Eve had to endure all the pain of giving birth. After having their children, one committed murder. He had killed another. Look at all the things that happened because one, disobedience. That covers the entirety of this message. When you commit one sin, it doesn't stop there. There is a, the infliction of sin that happens because you break the law of God. You disobeyed him. So sin starts to happen. They did not add children until they sinned. And so everyone that followed through their bloodline are sinners, murderers, because it ran in our blood, bloodline. The first person to have committed murder right? It's Adam and Eve's son, right? Cain. Look at that. They didn't know pain, saints of God. They didn't know hard life. They didn't know these things. But because of that disobedience, one thing, and the devil is so happy, because of that one thing, look at all the other things that happened. The whole human race fell. We have all sorts of infirmities, all sorts of things happening in our lives because of that one sin. So don't believe that you can commit one sin and you don't have sins multiplying in your life. And that you don't think that judgment will come upon you when you sin. Judgment is in your life. If you can't see it, well, you're blind. But sinners always have judgment in their lives. Those who repent of their sins and give their lives to God, there's a hedge around them. The devil can touch them if God gives him legal rights. But if it is outside the will of God, the devil won't touch you. That's how it is. But sinners are hoping. They're like a hoping field. Anything can happen. <laughs> Anything can happen to them. They're like a hoping field. But we who are in the body of Christ, children of God. We are under his shelter. Hey, we are under his shelter. The universe can hold our God. So what can fall and catch us? Nothing, because we are under his shelter and his wings. I hope that this message blesses your hearts. I hope that it opens your minds and awaken your spirit. In Jesus' name, amen.